Welcome to AI Marketing, a podcast for sales and marketing professionals that want to increase their sales, leads, and conversions through the use of artificial intelligence solutions. And now, here's your host, Mark Fridelman. Bamis.ai founder Josh Barkin is on the show today to discuss how marketers can benefit from integrating real AI into platforms on Facebook, such as ManyChat and ChatFuel, as well as he's going to set expectations for conversational AI. I know I've got a lot of questions around it. He appears to have the answers, which is why we have him on the show today. Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, could you introduce yourself a little bit to those that don't know about you uh, and maybe a little bit about uh, Janus AI? Sure. So uh, I've been in the tech business. I've been in and out of tech businesses for a number of years. Uh, and uh, prior to co-founding Janus, uh, I ran a mobile app studio. And uh, there was a lot of friction in downloading mobile apps. Uh, and that was one of the reasons we made the the, uh, the 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 leap into the conversational application space, uh, specifically chatbots, because there was this migration from uh, you know mobile apps and mobile app creation to building bots and communicating with customers through Facebook uh, as enabled through their their messenger platform, and so uh, Janus actually started development in as early as 2016. Uh, but we really didn't uh, find our market fit until uh, about 2018 when we first launched uh, for the chat field community. And then we extended that to many chat shortly thereafter. So we've been uh, at market basically since early 2018. And uh, what we do is we help marketers and small businesses benefit from AI uh, by connecting leading AI from companies like Google with platforms like uh, ChatGuru and ManyChat. And it, it, it's, AI is, a, it, it is a, a process. You have to integrate AI into your customer experiences, and uh, it's pretty flexible. So whether you know, you're, you're using Facebook for lead generation uh, or you want to use it for customer service, then uh, you know you'll you'll you want to you'll want to use AI because it can help you boost revenue, can help you reduce support costs, and most importantly, with uh, with AI, you can better understand the intent of your users when they send you messages. So that adds, uh, that makes your conversational experience more delightful. I understand you, the school of thought you come from as well. Early on, when Watson was gaining popularity over at uh, IBM, I was brought in and I was given kind of a a tour of what they were doing and in actuality it was like they were training a toddler so you know they'd feed it a bunch of information see how it react to it and then iterate over time to help teach it so to speak how to become a doctor or to help doctors so to speak and and from what i've seen from janice you guys are doing this in a similar way with chatbots and and so my question that i had that immediately came to mind was if you're setting expectations for marketers, what are the expectations that they should have for what, what you call and others call conversational AI? The expectations. So, yeah, just, just to take a step back, you know, in terms of the, the companies like, uh, uh, that are producing the technologies like Watson and Dialogflow, 
there are different types of AI. So the AI, the AI that we're focused on is natural language processing. And, you know, the, these companies like Google, they tend to focus on uh, larger enterprises and developers. That's, our t- that's their target. And so we take that technology and we make it more accessible to marketers and small businesses. So they can benefit from the same technology that the larger companies are benefiting from without having the same resources as those companies to set expectations. Uh, you need to, to gradually introduce AI into your experience. You can't just, it's not a, a, a you know, this magic bullet where, you, you know, you turn on a light, your, your, your chatbot is immediately responsive. It can be more responsive pretty quickly, um, but it's not going to answer everything. It's not, you can't, you can't expect your bot to behave like Siri, uh, where it's going to answer all these different questions for your users. And users will, t- will try and break a bot. They'll, they'll see how smart it is. But that doesn't mean that you should try and answer everything. You need to keep your bot, and that really comes down to your conversational design, focused on what your bot is capable of, and then you know, train AI or, and help AI understand what your business objectives are uh, and help, and so that it can help you achieve those objectives. I mean, Siri for me is, I, I never get what I want out of Siri. The best bots that I've seen and the best AI, if you want to call it AI, that, that you've, I've seen anyway, is around very specific use cases. Yes. I, I haven't seen anything general like Siri or Alexa or Google that, have, that even come close. I mean, that, for me, 75% of the questions I ask any of those platforms are either answered wrong or go unanswered. And these are things that a four-year-old could answer. Yeah, I mean, when... My expectations for conversational AI is I'm going to get a good experience if I'm focused on a singular topic. If you go beyond a couple of different topics or try to get too general with it, I think it starts breaking down pretty quickly. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's like, you know, with AI or without AI, I mean, you, you want to keep your bot focused on, on uh, you know, have a limited scope um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you'd rather your bot do, you know, one thing really well than do, you know, try and do a whole bunch of things not very well. And so I, I think that the key to any uh, conversational experience is that when it does get off track or users send, you know, messages uh, that are out of the scope of your bot's capabilities, just refocus them on what your bot can do. Remind them what your bot is capable of doing. And you can... You know, you can use buttons to guide them and you can use AI to really understand messages if they just don't want to click your buttons. And I think that's an, another expectation to set is that, uh, you know, the, the, the bot platforms and Messenger provide support for, you know, these quick replies or buttons. But, uh, you know, statistically, users don't click buttons. They, they're sending messages. So we think it's important that AI, even if it isn't, you know, perfect or it's, let's say it's constantly evolving and improving, um, to have that in place so that you can, you know, understand those messages and that, that'll improve over time. It is a process. So I would say that don't, don't expect users to click your buttons, expect them to send messages and have uh, both a design that refocuses them on your capabilities when your bot can't respond and have AI to understand the messages that are within this scope. So, you know. Okay. And, and, I mean, that's interesting. You think they message more and, and click buttons less. Uh, I haven't seen any data on that. I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, there's reports on that. I mean, there's, there's large uh, analytics 
companies that publish reports that that share what users do. And uh, so, yeah, so it, it's been quantified that the last report I read is that less than 40% of users actually click on buttons. Hmm. You know, so it's just a matter of what is your strategy to to manage that scenario? You know, are you, you going to always take over live from the bot? Well, that might be an interim solution, but it, over time that doesn't scale very well. And you're not working any closer to your, you know, your business automation goals. You'd like to automate as much as possible. So let's jump into a great messaging bot uh, that you've seen. And, and so if I were to ask you, you know, what's a great example of a messaging bot that takes messages and responds to it pretty accurately? I think the airline companies have all done a really good job. It, it really depends on the use case, obviously. But I think that's, you know, people are looking for flights. They're checking their flight status. They want to book flights. And that's an experience that, uh, that works really well in a conversational experience. Let's face it. I mean, most people would rather talk to a bot than the airline customer service team. Well, that's that's exactly it, right? So, you know, people don't want to necessarily talk to a human. They, they might want to talk to a human when they have a customer support issue, but they, they you know, they're not, ne- not necessarily anxious to talk to a human if they're just, you know, doing diligence on, you know, on a product or a service and they, you know, they want to get help quickly. Even with customer service, sometimes they would want to speak to a human because AI is not capable of solving uh, the problem because it can't empathize like a human can to, to problems. So, but yeah, I mean, if it's, if, it, uh, if it's executed well, then you can automate, you know, 60 or 70% of your FAQs with a bot and, and AI. One of my favorite bots, well, the one that I use, it's just a personal preference, is, uh, is the, it's called The Score. And it's, um, if you're a sports fan, it's a great bot. I just think it's useful. It's providing useful information. They, they send me, uh, you know, I get alerts and uh, it's well-designed. It's easy to, uh, it's very focused on sports. So I'm not going to ask it, you know, send messages that are irrelevant. I, I just get information. So you don't need to have a sophisticated bot like an airline to have a good conversational experience. You just need a use case and, and execute on that reasonably well to, for it to resonate with a, a target audience. Okay. And, you know, to the audience listening today, are there certain types of companies that should be deploying these conversational bots? Uh, and are there some that, that absolutely should? That's a question that's gone back to, you know, the beginning of this bot space is, do I need a bot or do I not need a bot? And, uh, you know, does it, is it going to help or is it going to hurt us? And I, I really think that, that everyone should have a bot and again it's what its capabilities are might be as simple as just acknowledging that you've received a message from a from a customer or a lead and escalating that alerting somebody that they want to chat and and just buying yourself time because you can't respond live immediately especially at scale so i think everyone should have at least some type of auto response system uh, or that acknowledges to the user that, that their message has been received and that someone will follow up. But beyond that, I mean, uh, we've seen all different niches implement bots in different ways. Uh, and, and the two main use cases are for lead generation, it's great. I mean, especially because you can target ads on Facebook with a call to action to get them right into a conversation. And so that's, that's really effective. And obviously, if it's not a targeted ad and, and somebody's going to reach out to a company on Facebook, why are they going to reach out to them? 
usually because they have a problem. So that's customer service. And so it, everybody wants to reduce costs because uh, around customer service. So I think you need not only a bot for customer service, but you definitely need AI because you need to be able to understand the question. And you need to be able to, you need to be able to, one thing AI does over, you know, these keyword rule-based systems is it knows the difference between uh, a customer service issue and a lead. So, you know, if, the, if it's a restaurant and somebody says to the, to the restaurant bot, can I make a reservation? Then you probably want to send them into a reservation flow because that, it, it, that's the intent to make a reservation. But if somebody else says, if I make a reservation today and, you know, can I change it later? Well, you don't want to send them into a reservation flow. That's a question. <laughs> so you want to answer the user's question. And so just because you have the keywords make a reservation in, those mes- in both those messages, the intent of the user is different. So that's, that's a, a, an important aspect of, of, of AI. At the very least, what separates it from you know, these sort of keyword-based systems. But yes, for sure. Lead generation and customer service, uh, for sure have a bot. I, I absolutely would, uh, just, just to qualify the lead, you know, just to lead score them using automation. Yeah, for sure. And customer service, just, you know, if you can't answer their questions, just acknowledge that you've received a message and that someone will get back to them as soon as possible. Right. And I've heard, I've heard the same thing, by the way, customer service and lead generation, also uh, some kind of an FAQ bot for companies that have difficult to understand software. But, you know, the, the number one objection I hear around deploying bots or not is that, you know, there's it's tough to kind of anticipate all the different use cases. And I think that's where Janus kind of steps in and and helps. But what are the other objections or struggles that you see people in organizations um, face when deploying or creating bots? Well, that's, 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 that's a problem that we're solving. I think one of the the biggest problems is that, that, that uh, at least is that the, the, the technology behind it is, it's overwhelming. It's hard to understand. You know, you just hear the word AI and you're like overwhelmed by that. Well, what do I do? What does it mean? Um, how do I integrate it? What's it going to do for me? What happens if it go, things break or, you know, or it goes wrong? How do you deal and how do you deal with all that? And I think that is always the biggest barrier to a bot and, and for people doing business uh, or out there pitching bots to other businesses is, you know, to, the, the, you need to set those expectations that uh, it isn't going to be able to respond to everything. It isn't going to behave like Siri. Like it's it's really education and helping people understand what the capabilities of today's AI is and what its limitations are. And and that that that's from the top down, from the business you're pitching to their customers, so that they understand. You know, I think that the, the technology or AI and working with it is largely inaccessible to ninety percent of the business world. And like I mentioned earlier, is that that's because the companies like that are developing the AI, uh, like Google and Microsoft, they're not targeting the 90% of the business. They're targeting the large enterprises and developers. And so if you're you know, uh, selling tacos out of a food truck or you're a real estate agent or you, know, or you run a coffee shop or you sell cars or something like that, you know, that technology is just, it's, it's been out of, out of reach of those businesses. And then that's the, that's the bridge that we're solving is just making it more accessible. And I think it's also the combination. It's not just the Google AI. It's the platforms that people are using like many chat and chat fuel 
that make everything more accessible and easier to work with. You know, in just a few clicks, you can you can create a bot, uh, and, and it, it 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 serves a purpose. And you want to take that to the next level, and and uh, you know, then you can add AI. But I call it a bot stack, right? You know, with just AI, with just something like Watson or or Dialogflow, you're not going to be able to. You know, that's a huge barrier, right? That's where something like ManyChat or Chatfield comes in. It's quick adoption. You know, it's it's a visual flow builder. You understand how that works because marketers aren't understand how funnels work. You want to get them from one point to the next point and funnel them along. So it makes it makes a lot of sense, but uh, they're missing the AI. So it's when you combine those two together, it's a really great bot stack. And 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 we've seen, I mean, every type of business benefit from that around both lead generation and customer service. Okay. And, you know, my last question has more to do with why haven't we seen mass adoption? I, I have two theories for this. But first, let me just state that, you know, I remember having these discussions when social media was just rolling out in 2007, 2008, 2009. And there was this kind of lackluster uh, response from business, not from Gen X or Gen Y uh, and millennials, but from business to kind of jump in. There was so much fear around it and there was so much, um, you know, objections around, well, we don't know what it is. We don't know how to control it. And what if our employees do this or that? And, and then I look at chatbots and AI and some of the other things that are available today and I'm thinking, well, you can kind of control this. This is a lot easier to control than social media. And from my perspective, it could be a lot more, um, a lot more effective because you could set it up into flows. If you don't know what flows are, those are just different uh, processes uh, that are kicked off based on uh, a user's uh, click of a button or a question. And so when you look at that whole as a whole, AI as a whole, and, and these chatbots as a whole, it just seems to me like it's so easy and so inexpensive to deploy and to maintain. It seems to me uh, foolish for most organizations not to have deployed this and really put a focus on it. And and so, Josh, I'm wondering first, you know, what your your thoughts are around that, and then secondly, how do we get the word out that this is something that every company should be using and every marketer should be taking advantage of. Yeah. So I, those are some interesting points. And I, and I think first of all, to answer the first, the, the one part of that question there is that it is faster and cheaper to deploy your, uh, for a business, your time to value is much faster than building a mobile app. So, you know, you, you, you know, we, we, you talked about flows and stuff like that and adding buttons, like very quickly, uh, you can create an app that lives in a messaging uh, experience um, that is useful without investing thousands and thousands of dollars I I into that. The way you know, if you wanted to build a mobile app, which is what everyone was pitching, you know, ten years ago or whatever, it's very expensive to build a decent mobile app. It's expensive to deploy, expensive to develop. Uh, you got to maintain it. Uh, there's a lot of friction in getting users to download your app. You got to send them to the app store, and then they, you know, then they got to download the app, and then it gets lost on their phone. So, from as a product, a chatbot makes a lot more sense. Faster to develop, easier to launch, 
uh, cheap to maintain. You know, it, it lives within uh, as a conversation among other conversations with your friends. So it's very accessible. Those are some obvious benefits of building a bot. The big challenge, and I think it will change over time, is that it's still a very young space. And it reminds me of when you'd first approach businesses about a website, uh, you know, uh, in, the, in the late 90s and be like, sure. well, why do I need a website? What's it going to do for me? Oh, our, all of our marketing is word of mouth. It's referrals. I don't need a website. And so we're at that. That's why I kind of like the bot space is that because we're, it's, a, it's a bit of a challenge to, to help businesses understand the benefits. But over time, as you know, companies like Facebook shift from the news feed to more of one-on-one conversations through Messenger and extend those into Instagram and uh, WhatsApp, businesses will start to realize, oh, this is the way that I need to interact with, with, my, with my customers. It's not going to be through the newsfeed. My website's useless because nobody's visiting my website. They're, they're not, you know, they're, they're, sure, there might be a use case for searching Google and maybe people will land on a website, send an email, but messaging is the future. That's how, that is the paradigm for customer interaction. And, you know, businesses are either going to be, you know, a part of that or they're going to be late, they're going to be late and they're going to miss that. Or they're going to try and do something, you know, it, it becomes much more critical for businesses at, that, that are operating at scale versus small businesses. But definitely, I think if you're out there pitching a bot um, to a small business, you know, and how, uh, just know, understand what their biggest pain point is and then show how a bot can solve that problem better. If they have an email list going and they're sending people emails on their list, uh, just show them that you know a, a, a bot has a higher open rate than than emails, and that's an easy easy way to oh, sell. It's, it. it's so easy. It's it's so easy to show. I think you know the pitch to small businesses that you could be a big business because you could deploy bots that are working twenty four by seven, and uh, they can replicate seventy percent of what an inside salesperson could do. Uh, so that, that that's one approach that I take with them. Oh, at a fraction of the cost too. I mean, that's the thing. The, the bot operates twenty four seven, so you could be at at you know asleep, and you you've got, for you. your bot, yeah, and your bot's generating revenue or reducing your your costs and delighting your customers. So that's all in how responsive it is, and how and and if you've you know built something out that's functional and and useful and delightful, but. You know, those are the obvious benefits. You know, you're going to make money when you're sleeping. You're going to reduce costs. Um, and, and that, you know, at the end of the day, that's what all businesses want. So if, 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 if bots are more are easy to, uh, you know, are accessible and building them is, is easy with bot platforms like ChatTool and ManyChat, and great. Great way to get started at a low cost. Okay, so my last question is, in 100 words or less, what is your favorite chatbot or AI solution? I think I know what it's going to be. Uh, and I, I do want to mention ahead of time that I did check out the Janus solution. I love the dialogue flow where you can train the bot directly in the interface. It's very clever. Uh, I've ran across this a lot with our own bots where I'm like, damn, why didn't I think of that? And then you got to go back in and program it. But right in the interface, uh, with Janus, you could kind of train the bot to answer that question the next time it pops up. So, uh, in a hundred words or less, what is your favorite chatbot or AI solution? It's probably going to be your own, I would guess, because it is clever. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we're, we're passionate about Janus, but just so you know that we, you know, we we take a connected approach to Janus. So, in other words, 
you plug in the tools that you already use to Janus, like ChatFuel or ManyChat or Dialogflow or other sources of AI. And so I don't necessarily have one favorite solution other than our own, but I, that's the part that I like about it is that you can essentially the recipes. Um, so you, if you've used like Integromat or uh, Zapier to connect systems together, that's kind of what Janus does is it allows you to connect the systems together that you need to deliver uh, a great conversational experience. So in terms of, in terms of bot building platforms, I think both ChatFuel and ManyChat have done a really good job. Um, I really like ManyChat's Flow Builder, and I think that that's that's really cool. And in terms of AI, uh, you know, you, it's going to be hard to beat Google. So they've done a great job in making that technology uh, useful for for the other platforms. Where I think Microsoft, you know, they have AI and IBM, and that the Again, their their AI is not as accessible to marketers as something. Right. Okay. Well, I I, uh, I want to thank you, Josh. And if you want to learn more about Janus, go to Janus.ai. Uh, and of course, I want to encourage you to explore our chatbot on Facebook. Uh, you can see that link in the show notes. Both links will be in the show notes. Uh, I always like to end with uh, a marketing quote. Uh, this one from Simon Sinek. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And if you enjoyed our podcast today, please write a review for us in the Apple Podcast and or Google Play App Store. Your reviews encourage us and help others choose our podcast. So please do that. Again, Josh, thank you very much. And uh, we're going to have you back. And I'd love to go through when we start a series around chatbots, like specifically, I'd love to have you back and kind of walk us through what uh, Janice can do to enhance some of the chatbot platforms that are out there. Sure, that sounds like a great idea. And listen, love what you're doing as well. And thanks so much for having me today.